0: It's probably one of the most dominant losing performances I've uh, ever been a part of and uh, it's interesting I think I'd prefer to play ugly and win and play well and lose. I think Christmas came early in Ottawa. All three goals are just our, our fault, right? We gifted them to Ottawa, and that's a team that's, you know, struggling right now to, to get a win, and we've given them three goals. We had to fight for our goal, and we had to fight right to the end to get the penalty, get the chances, to get the entries. And that's not the way I like our team to play. So it's a, it's a really good lesson. Um, I take responsibility. I chose to uh, rest a few of the senior players, and, you know, I got some really good answers today, which helps in the grand scheme of things. It's not about winning the league table, as we know. It's about how we're going to do in the playoffs. And right now, we've got enough points to be in there, and we just got to move on pretty quickly from it. That was Tommy Wieldon following a disappointing loss for the Cavs. I'm um, Shafe. Doogie, what went wrong for the Cavs in this last game against Ottawa? We should have taken home three points here.
1: Country road, take, take me home. home. Honestly, Shafe, I think the Cavs are just exhausted. Yeah. I think fatigue is really setting in on the team right now. And, you know, this string of away games is is just really beating them down.
0: Yeah, they're definitely missing that home field advantage. They're not looking like the Cavs. We expect when they take the field against a team that's at the bottom of the table, we're going, well, this is a game that we should be expected, and we do expect that the boys are going to take home three points.
1: Thankfully, Shafe, they're, you know, on the home stretch, there's only two games remaining in their seven-game road trip for the league you know, they, they have had a uh, a home Canadian championship yep. match sprinkled in there. But, yeah, it, it has been arguably one of the toughest stretches for Cavalry, you know, short history. They've they've really, really had a tough stretch of matches here.
0: Well, we've also been spoiled throughout the Cavs' history of having, like, some pretty good appearances, some pretty good stretches of decent play. So when you start seeing this, um, I don't know, what was it here? Um two losses and a tie here in the last month you're going what is missing what is the missing ingredient and how do we get back to our winning ways
1: yeah Shafe, and that that's exactly it you know um we we really i i think we really need to to start finding our rhythm again and start playing you know the the cavalry the cavalry way and i think you know, we we've had a few injuries. Yeah. I've I've noticed the last couple games, Joe Mason hasn't been uh, playing. You know, he, he's he's just coming off of an injury, and you know, Ali Moosey's still trying to come back. Tom uh,
0: Field is still away. You know, Oliver Minatel still still not haven't seen him play this year.
1: No, so it, it it's been quite tough, Shafe. But we really. You know, I think they can pull themselves out of this. Yeah. It's just going to have to keep their chins
0: up. Yeah, and the Astern talking to by the gaffer. That's all they really need here. So Ottawa opened up the scoring real early in the game. So early, in fact, that Doogie hadn't even walked into the room yet when we were going to watch the game. It was in the second minute of play.
1: No, I was uh, running, running a little bit late that uh, yeah. day,
0: wasn't I, Shafe? And yeah, it, what else it
1: cost there? us. No, no joke. They uh they came out flying and yeah, you know, it was it was a familiar face with Brian Wright, you know, yeah. throwing the ball on net and and who's there to pop in the rebound?
0: Yeah, Drew Becky. That was such a cracker on net, but that big juicy rebound that Marco Carducci gives up there finds Becky's foot in stride. You know, Becky came running down the right-hand side, completely unchecked, and the ball just finds him in stride, puts it home right away, and somebody should have been picking him up there. There was no Cavs player anywhere near him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Cavalry were scrambling a little bit there. The opportunity came as Cavalry were fun, found themselves pressing high, and, you know, in the opening stages and a quick turnaround and a quick counter attack gives up a three on two and, and the late yep. trailing, you know, the late trailing uh, attacker pops it in
0: with no problem. Yeah, completely unchecked running down the pitch and Marco just left out to dry on that one. That's a hard one for Marco. He did the best he could there, came out with that initial save, but there was just not enough support from his defense to be able to actually, you know, help him out like they need to.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's been a tough string of matches defensively with, you know, a few errors, and and really, arguably, Marco has been keeping us in, in quite a few games. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, he's doing his usual thing, but... We, we got to give them a little bit of help back there, as you said.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cavs did have a decent amount of pressure throughout this game, you know, but it was mainly in the first part of the game. They weren't able to capitalize on anything. And it was in the 18th minute. Finally, a little chance, a little bit of forward momentum sees the kid, Victor Latour right place, right time, gets the Cavs on the board.
1: Yeah, no, and it was a great volley, you know, one-touch volley into the bottom bottom corner of the net, and and he made them pay, but... uh...
0: Oh, they made them pay. Like, they should have cleared that ball. That's the biggest thing, is they had such a great opportunity, Ottawa did, to get that ball out of the zone. I'm not exactly sure which Ottawa player it was, but he did an awkward header in an effort to clear, when he should have tried to control it and just, like, launch it out of there with his foot
1: yeah poor choice, I think at the time, you know, you you likely in in those situations, uh, maybe it's somebody's not talking to him, telling him maybe he has just that extra second to, you know, to trap it on his chest and yeah. and send it clear. But, yeah, it's it just was not the right decision at that point. And who did it fall to? Like you said, Vic, Victor Latour And yeah, yeah he, he made it look easy.
0: Yeah, he made no mistake on that one after Ottawa just gave it away in a terrible spot. The worst spot they probably could have given it away. And then the 37th minute, Ottawa is awarded a pen. Carducci is forced to come out and stop again. Brian Wright coming down he's the only one with the ball. I don't even know exactly how this happened, but there was no hesitation by the ref point is straight to the spot.
1: Yeah, they again catching us on transition and that seemed to be the, you know, theme of the night and Marco unfortunately he he made a poor challenge yeah. and you know, Brian his touch was likely going you know out for a goal kick almost or he would have really really had to hustle to get something on that and we had a defender coming back to you know to try and clear it off the line if need be but unfortunately at that point Marco had committed and
0: and yeah he got all feet yeah all feet no ball Malcolm Shaw steps up to take the pen for Ottawa and the Cavs are behind once again
1: yeah, it was a tough first half for the Cavalry and you know, going going into the uh into the halftime break down 2 to 1 in a game that really y- y- they should have been ahead mm-hmm. almost. They especially if you're looking at the, you know, the passage and dominance of play, but As I said, those those counter-attacks really, really burnt us.
0: They absolutely did. And the Cavs came back in the second half. Looked like Tommy gave them a serious wake-up call. They started off the second half strong, but, you know, they weren't able to take advantage. They put a few great opportunities high and wide, and it was just really frustrating to watch.
1: Yeah, and even, you know, Jose Escalante finds himself with a beautiful chance. Hits a beautiful volley into the back of the net but it's called just offside and you know rightly so we looked at the replay it was a great call by the yeah. officials and but it just didn't seem to be you know going
0: their way did it no it didn't at all And then in the 72nd minute, Brian Wright, again, he's been involved in every single play that's been going forward, and he finally gets rewarded. What gets his goal that he was denied just a little while earlier after the Cavs give it away right in the center of the field. Doogie, what happened on this one?
1: Yeah, Shafe, if I remember correctly, it was, you know, the two defenders, it was Karifa Yao and uh, some, I believe it might have been Norman Jr. even kind of crossed wires and they got in each other's way a little bit and you know Karifa was looking for a quick a quick clearance uh you know one touch clearance out and he unfortunately one touched it into his own player and that gave uh you know that gave our familiar face right uh, another chance on net and He made no mistake
0: slotting it past uh, sprawling Carducci. Yeah, no mistake on that one. The Cavs are now down by two. But just two minutes later are given the perfect opportunity to get back into this game. Finally, the Cavs are awarded their first penalty of the season.
1: Yeah, it looked as though, as even the announcers said, the penalty curse has finally been broken. Cavalry get their penalty. Sergio Camargo lines up to take the spot kit, but unfortunately, the
0: curse is still very real, isn't it? Yeah, didn't put enough pepper on that one. I don't know if Sergio Camargo's you know, our designated penalty spot taker or not, but he wouldn't have been my first choice.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, probably not. I, I don't think he would be maybe my first choice, but he's also a player that, I, you know, I would, I do have confidence he would step up and put that away. And it just, it, I, I don't think, you know, Cavalry has the same, um, I guess, confidence that they, you know, they've had in, in previous times this season, previous times and previous seasons. And it's, it's showing they, like we said, I think they really need to get home, kind of, you know, get back to their, you know, regular swing of things and you know being at atco field seeing the fans that kind of thing but it's they don't they don't seem to have that confidence with them right now and it shows in front of goal
0: yeah so dylan pally comes up with a big save on um, sergio camargo on that one puts out a nice little rebound sergio marches in to take another swing at it pally comes up again with big save
1: Wow, unbelievable
0: save. Yeah. And I
1: mean, it yeah, it you know, you could say Camargo maybe could have placed it a little better even on the second attempt, but yeah. it's you know, he didn't ha- he doesn't have much time to do anything but one touch it. At first I even I even thought I was like, wow, he could have almost maybe even faked and waited for Paoli to dive, but the Ottawa defenders were actually in in on him quite quickly, so he did what he should have, it just yeah. wasn't there.
0: Yeah, Ottawa was closing down quick on him, and wow, yeah, Paoli, huge save, absolutely huge one, so 3-1, yeah, that's the final score in this one, did not anticipate it.
1: That was a tough pill to swallow. It's a tough loss, Shafe. And, yeah. you know, you're talking about this last stretch of games that we've had. And, and yeah. that's that's one going in there thinking, this could be our turnaround. This could be a match where we can start getting the Pistons firing, start getting our offense. And it didn't happen. And as we said, they burned us almost every counterattack they had, it yeah. felt like.
0: Yeah, September will go down as being one of the worst months in Cavs history. What a tough run of games. The Cavs only had that one home game, three losses, one draw. I'm looking forward to September coming to a close.
1: Yeah, definitely. One point out of four matches.
0: Yeah. It's It's
1: been a tough month. So, you know, <laughs> September's still not over. We yeah. do have another game in September, but... We're on the home stretch. We only have two more left, and we can finally come back to ACO Field and hopefully bring back that, that confidence and just that cavalry that we know.
2: The Bow River Brigade podcast is part of the Northern Starting Eleven Network. Online at nsxinetwork.com.
0: So let's jump back back in time a little bit now. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of the month, September 9th. The Cavs were facing PFC. I think they probably faced PFC more than any other club so far this season. Again, the Cavs are away at Starlight Field and fall 3-1. Ah, it was such a hard one to swallow. You know, it was another one of those times where it was another battle for first position in the table. Cavs were in like decent form at that point, and this started to Show the cracks in the foundation,
1: yeah, shafe. And you know, they they started they found themselves in good positions early. They started well. you know, they had a free kick. Maybe I don't know free kicks right now don't they've had a couple chances where, you know, I've thought they they have chances to put a direct ball either into the box or, you know, even just get one on net and, We've been doing some of these little tic-tac free-kick plays, and I'm not sure if really is that the best way to be doing some of them or not.
0: Yeah, there's just a little bit too much hesitation from some of the Cavs strikers in the front line there. They're, They're looking for that perfect opportunity instead of just taking the opportunity that's presented, putting so many passes back and forth, and it's not really seems to be working out. And that's what we need to be doing is just putting balls towards the net. And if we can cause a rebound or some sort of giveaway, but when we are the ones giving it away from too many passes, it's just like, come on, boys.
1: Yeah, Shave. And I mean, the first half was a pretty cagey affair. They didn't really get, you know, a ton of chances either way. Uh, however, in the 32nd minute, Sergio Camargo finds himself unchallenged at the top of the box and he makes a great little shimmy to the left yeah. and pops it top right corner. What, what a goal uh, and what a, what a way to start this
0: game. Yeah, it was really promising seeing the Cavs get on the score sheet first I was going, okay, this is what we need. This is the start. This is what's going to happen. But, you know, PFC fought back, and they took control for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, and they, you know, Cavs looked set to end the first half with a 1-0 lead. However, Pacific FC find themselves putting the ball on goal. You know, Marco has to make a great save off the post, Who's there? Taron Campbell. And he makes a great bicycle kick. You know, wonderful play, wonderful kick. Pretty much the last kick of the the half. And... You know, they find themselves now level going into the half, and that's uh, tough, tough, tough stuff.
0: You know, it's really impressive how well PFC have continued to play despite losing Marco Bustos. Somehow, they still are able to gel. They're still able to give, you know, all the other top clubs in this league a run for their money and beat the Vancouver Whitecaps.
1: Yeah, Palmaduca has them, you know, them working quite well. And heck, there's been talk is you know Palmaduca is he gonna be called and wanted to be the next Whitecaps coach? And you know maybe down the line here he's has connections with them and he's art like he's looking like he could be one of the top.
0: Coaches in the CPL. Oh yeah, definitely a top prospect for the Vancouver Whitecaps would be pretty silly not to at least sit down in Palmaduca and have a meeting with him. Maybe he wants to stay and keep building PFC for a few more years, but taking on the top job with Vancouver Whitecaps is definitely something in the cards.
1: Yeah, no, I could totally see that in the future. And uh, as we as we're saying, you know, we go into the second half, and and Pommadu has this team. Oiled and ready, yep. and they're 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 playing their game. You know, P- Pacific picked up exactly where they left off, putting pressure on cavalry cavalry back line. They just seem to be on their heels. You know, the entire half.
0: Cavs fall three nothing to Pacific in this one. You know, they had to pick themselves back up because they're right back in action just a few days later when they took on Valor.
1: We find ourselves. After a tough loss in Langford, B.C. to the high-flying Pacific FC down at Investor's Field playing a struggling Valor
0: side. Yeah, I think this might have been one of the last games where Rob Gale was still at the helm of Valor. He has been given his walking papers this week. And, you know, for a coach that started off so strong in the opening kickoff bubble to fall that quickly and be shown the door. I was pretty surprised to hear that.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a tough second half of the season for him and you know, un- unfortunately it, that's a tough job. Being a coach, you're always on the bubble yeah. and and you you when you can't string wins together or Maybe he, you know, maybe it seemed like he'd kind of lost the team in the locker room. I'm not quite sure yeah. at the whole scenario, but, you know, when things start slipping and sliding like that, it, it, it can be really scary. And next thing you know, you, yeah, you're on the chopping
0: block. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were expecting we should have taken away three points from this one when we stepped on to IG Field on the 18th, but the Cavs just were not able to find their footing.
1: Yeah, you know, they had a few chances in the first half, but they struggled to really keep anything significant on target, shape. They were, you know, sailing balls over the yeah. net, balls couple feet wide. When, like we said, just we need to start getting these on net. Yeah. Test the keeper, right?
0: Yeah, got to hit that target.
1: No, and, you know, first half, real tough half, and they find themselves going in with a nil-nil draw, Coming into the 52nd minute, however, Cavalry's persistence pays off and Joe Mason is taken down arguably in the box.
0: Yeah, I think that could have easily have been a penalty kick if it weren't for Captain Nick Ledgerwood charging in and putting that ball in the back of the net before it even became a factor.
1: Yeah, that could have been, you know, a a really, really controversial and game-changing call, yeah. but, you know, luckily, as as we said, here's maybe where Cavalry has been just maybe starting to think about let's be direct with our free kicks. Nicky steps up, and he says, I'm taking it, and I'm putting it, and he did, and it was top shelf, you know, no questions asked.
0: Keeper was beat. Yeah, so that puts the Cavs ahead one nothing for the time being, trying to build off of that, but Valor had an answer just a few minutes later.
1: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, Cavalry, they just let Kevin Allman, our old FC Edmonton friend, yeah. we just let him walk in from the, uh, you know, from the touchline, and you know, he walked past two, three defenders strafing the top of the box, and when he saw his opening, he shot it, and Unlucky for us, it did. I think it took a deflection off Mason Trafford, which that's what fooled Marco. Yeah. But it nestled itself in the top corner,
0: and you know what that means? One-one. Yeah, and that's the way that that one would end. Should have taken home three points. Tough run. The only points we did
1: take home, unfortunately, too. So yeah, yeah, it, that was real tough run. And you know, getting a win in that game. Really would have been crucial. So, one point, yeah, we'll take it
0: definitely. But it's, yeah, it was a tough one. And the only game at home this month was September 22nd when the Cavs took on PFC yet again in the Canadian Championship this time. You know, it was a busy night down at Spruce and it felt like fall weather was starting to take hold a bit. It got a bit chilly. I brought the blanket and I'm glad that I did.
1: Yeah, it's, it's starting to settle in. You're going to have to plan ahead to some oh, of these yeah.
0: games coming up now. So Got to bundle up, that's for sure. And the Cavs came on strong in this one. They had quite a few good chances. You know, we saw Farsi and Novak link up with a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, you know, right early on, Farsi doing what he does and what he does best and he's challenging people wide. He's taking them on and he puts a Great ball across, but Novak just couldn't get his feet on it. You know, he's ah, he's been a, he's had a couple yeah. this year that have just just been half a foot away from him, right? So he's put some in the net, but yeah, he's been having a, a tough year, I guess. It, it, you know, some of them other days, those would be nestling in the back of the net.
0: And there is a few calls in this run where I'm going. That should have been a penalty. That was a handball. The ref I don't know. He was almost pulling for PFC in this game, it felt like.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> you would think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, it it's it's tough and it, it sometimes it does feel like that even when it isn't like that, you know, when when you just can't string together wins, when you just can't, you know, get your foot on that ball and you know, like, if we went up one nothing, maybe it doesn't even feel as much of, yeah. you know, we're, we're being hard done by, but going, you know, going into this game, we really, really needed to get, you know, take the lead
0: first, and that's not what happened. No, and... You know, PFC really shut the door after they took that lead. You know, they didn't let too much trickle back pass into the last third there, and the Cavs weren't really able to make anything of it. I was starting to pretty much give up hope. It was a chilly night. I left in the 80th minute because I wanted to beat some traffic out of Spruce Meadows. And as I was walking out, I heard the biggest cheer... From the crowd, I thought, no, this hasn't happened. We've tied it up. It's going to go to extra time, and I've already walked out the door.
1: Yeah, Shafe, they went down early in the 33rd minute, but they pushed and they pushed and they pushed. Yeah. And in the 89th minute, so that'd be one minute after you left. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, Cavalry gets a corner kick, and Pacific cleared it just off the line. Time winds down and unfortunately so does Cavalry's 2021 Canadian Championship.
0: Yeah, it's a sad one, but we can take this away. Um Pacific and Cavalry, the only teams in the CPL to take down an MLS side. You know, it is Vancouver Whitecaps. Maybe it's easy pickings.
1: Easy pickings maybe, but you know, you talk they they've been playing some really good football and you know, they start they signed that Ryan Gould he looks he looks a good player and he and, you know, a little bit of a coaching change they yeah. they're, they're still a tough team to beat and they they have talent. It's uh, but as you see, so does the CPL.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think that's really great for the CPL whenever we're knocking out some of these bigger clubs. And I was hoping to see something from York nine when they took on TFC. But, you know, that was disappointing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Shafe, it, it's really brought life into the Canadian Championship. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember watching this tournament 10 years ago or whatever, and it's it was Boring. FC, FC Edmonton. Yeah, it was FC Edmonton, four teams, FC Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, and uh, Montreal. And yep. it was always... Montreal or Toronto?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's way better now. And even if TFC or Montreal come up with the crown in this one, which is fairly likely, um, well, at least we're like showing what we're made of in the CPL.
1: Definitely. And I don't think it's going to be quite the walk in the park that it has been in the past coming yep. you know, in the upcoming future tournaments. So keep your eye on the Canadian Championship. It's great football, and it, it, it's getting very
0: exciting. Speaking of coming up, um, right after a quick break here so we can touch base with our sponsor, we will talk about the upcoming matches for the Cavalry and attempt to make some predictions.
2: I love to bake, but I either don't have the time or I'm missing a crucial ingredient. That all changed when I discovered Lazy Bake. Baking kits delivered right to your door. I just need a couple basic ingredients and I'm baking like a pro. All you need is water for delicious campfire cookies or a can of beer for the Dilipino beer bread. LazyBake makes baking a breeze for even the most inexperienced baker. Visit LazyBake.com and enter promo code BRBFOOTY for 25% off your first order. LazyBake.com promo code BRBFOOTY. LazyBake, baking made easy.
0: All right, so three games coming up for the Cavs. And, you know, once again, we're going to attempt to make a prediction. We aren't necessarily very good at it. But maybe that's just because we are diehard Cavs fans. So when we're looking to bet against the club, it just isn't going to happen. Sorry. Uh, Three games coming up. We have Edmonton, Valor, and then Edmonton again. That one's finally going to be back at home October 9th. Doogie, what are your predictions? What are your hopes for the Cavs to get back on their... Old winning ways
1: you know i i think that we're these are the teams we want to (laughs) play right now yeah um i i think we can get wins out of these i think fc edmonton at clark stadium on september 29th i think that's going to be a one nil win for
0: cavalry I agree with you on that one. That's actually what I had in here in my notes. And usually I'm not going to go, okay, we're both going to take the same prediction, but I think that's going to be a good back a foot back in the door for the Cavs, you know, maybe it's not going to be a blow away in this one, but a, a nice, maybe comfortable win, a hard-fought battle even with FC Edmonton, but yeah, one nothing Cavs. I, I I agree with that one.
1: Definitely. And so, Valour FC at Investors Field on October 5th, I'm going with you know, I think I'm going to go with a 2-1 win. Honestly, though, I could see a 2-2 draw or something like that. But if there's any time to be positive, it's right now, Shafe, and I'm going with a 2-1 win.
0: Nice. I'm going with a 2 nothing on that one because you took the 2-1. You should see my notes. I have, Maybe I have the exact same predictions as you. Let's find out for this next one. So then after Valor, we are facing Edmonton back at home October 9th. What I was seeing... In the second game against Edmonton, is going to be a three nothing Cavs win.
1: Okay, we didn't do the exact same okay. notes. Pretty darn close though, yeah. Shafe. I'm going with a two nothing win for Cavalry. I think it's going to be a little bit grindy. I think they're going to get their goal, and then you know it's going to be a push for Edmonton to to draw
0: level, and and
1: Cavalry will bury it in the in the second half somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's going to be nice to get back home after such a rough stretch on the road. I think the Cavs are going to be able to feed off the crowd's energy once they get back to Akko Field. And I'm expecting they are going to start getting back into their winning ways. And yeah, 3-1 to one I'm predicting over our provincial rival on October 9th back home. Get your tickets now. Get your jab now. If you're not already all jabbed up, full of all the vax and the gift cards from the province, you could make a hundred bucks, maybe two hundred bucks, maybe before the next game, and get may put that towards some groceries or some rent money. Who knows? They just take those old Shandro bucks. So I guess now they're copying bucks. But either way, get out there because Spruce Meadows now has put in a vaccine mandate. You have to. Get vaccinated, show a proof of a negative COVID test, or be proficient with paint.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's about true. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you are, bring people out, bring the family out. Yeah. We might not have very many warm days like you said, Shafe. And, you know, the game, the home game coming up is going to be a 2 p.m. start. You know, October 9th, it's still not the the deathly end of October yeah. where things, you know, can start getting dicey and snowy. I think we might still have a nice, nice day left in us. So, you know, keep your eye out and make sure you guys come out. Cheer on the cavalry. They're looking to see your guys' face out there and... Yeah, cheer, cheer hard. Cheer
0: loud, cheer hard. Get out and be part of the crowd at Akko Field. October 9th, that's the next time the Cavs are at home. I I was when I saw his that about does I was when it for I another, another episode of the Bow River Brigade podcast. Music is brought to you by local Calgarian musician Mitch Ballot m-i-t-c-h-b-e-l-o-t.com follow him on Twitter and Instagram find out whenever he has shows coming up and you know also get in touch with us because we want to hear from you
1: yes follow us on any social media at brbfooty that's b-r-b-f-o-o-t-y and shoot us an email if you'd like to get a hold of us give us any comments, any hate mail, that kind of thing at brbfooty at gmail.com.
0: Oh, I thrive off of the hate mail. Send all your hate. I love to hear it. Bring it on. Give me the hate.
1: (laughs) Thank you guys for listening, and we look forward to chatting with you guys again and seeing your lovely faces at Atco Field, BRB.
0: March on.